Hello, this is Bernie Davis. Hi, Mark Davis. And welcome to our Interview Swansea and West Wales podcast. is the first invention from moms and best friends Kelly Aspland and Laura Waters. Kelly and Laura first had their idea for the child-friendly sunscreen applicator back in 2011 whilst discussing issues they were both encountering along with other fellow parents about how their children could apply sunscreen safely and effectively whilst not in their care. They both found out that their children's school had a no-touch policy in place when it comes to applying sunscreen, which meant the teachers were unable to assist the children in this task. So why not do something about it, they thought. And that's when their solar bodies journey began. Six years later and more awards and I think seven awards and counting after, these ladies are still creating waves and spreading their expertise worldwide. Welcome Laura and Kelly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> she had those muted. I did. <laughs> yes, ladies. So thank you for thank you for joining us. And first of all, I know I did give a bit of an introduction, but I find your stories absolutely incredible. I've had the privilege of interviewing you before on Smartways Business Channel. I've had the privilege of actually being in your, your offices in Cumbran and having you share your expertise with us. And so now ladies, tell us, what happened? How did you real? I mean, I know I said you, you had the problem with the sunscreen and so on, but tell us, you know, take us into your world, 2011. How did this begin? Uh, so I literally had met Laura about two or three weeks before we even um, started doing Solar Buddies. So, you know, people think that we've sort of been like lifelong friends for like forever, but it is literally from the school gates. So <laughs> I, my son and um, Laura's daughter were in um, nursery together and um, they fell in love. They had a little little um, love relationship less than they did and uh, wanted to have like little tea meetups and things like that so hence I was you know friendly with Laura over it but there was um, an incident um, at the school where um, one of the teachers had um, pulled me over at the end of the day and just said you should have seen the state of your son um, I'd obviously sent in um, the sun cream not realizing that teachers wasn't able to um, to help him and he was five at the time and um, they brought my eldest son who was 10 and they put the two of them together to help each other put the sun cream on and they literally got covered with the squeezy bottle all over their uniform and she said they had to go into the toilet they had to clean themselves up and I was like this is just ridiculous you know you have teachers there or assistants there how can they like not um, help them and they just then told us about this no touch policy and I remember then um, meeting up with Laura and just venting at the bridge over to the school and I was just like this is ridiculous you know they're little kids how can they you know be made to apply this sun cream and you can't trust the once day creams you know you, you want to get them into the routine of being able to know that they've got to reapply their sunscreen 
Um, and then Laura also mentioned about a friend of hers whose um, little boy had got burnt on the schoolyard. Uh, again, you know, you think, well, if they should be assistance teachers helping them and, and obviously they weren't able to do that. So, and you just think, well, how are they supposed to learn? How, you know, if you as a parent are not there to help them and the teachers are not technically there able to assist them, um, who does? And it came down to the fact of, well, no one. They've got to be taught. So we thought, well, is there a way of them being able to do this? And that was pretty much it. We literally would like go to Laura's house and have a chat about it and and see if there was a little bit of Google, um, anything out there. We literally went to our local body care shop down in town and we got literally different types of um, mechanisms. So you've got like your, um, your Dove deodorant bottles, seeing how the mechanism in that works, um, anything which had um, a road ball, anything that had foam, anything that would dispense things evenly. Um, we literally would like get it all at home and just rip it apart and just see well, how does this work? How could we make it work? What would be easy for a kid? What would be great for a parent to be able to teach the kids? Um, and yeah, that's pretty much how it's sort of started. Yeah, because the thing is, I, I know, I mean, you didn't just come up with a business idea. You came up with a business idea that required innovation and required manufacturing and required patents. And, and all of that. So tell us how two moms at a school gate, how did you come from that problem to actually creating, you know, what were the steps? Because a lot of people think, oh my goodness, I could never create a, a, a product. You know, I could probably sell one, but I probably couldn't create one from scratch. So talk us through the various avenues that you used to get to uh, your bottle. Did you have one of the bottles to show us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 yes. So, so while 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 uh, Laura Laura's Laura's, Laura's getting it now. Uh, no, we didn't have a bloody clue. Is the is the right thing? We had no no clue what we was doing at the time. All we just came up with was the idea and thought, is it, is this going to be easy? And no, it wasn't. And we both had young babies at the time, and I think we was probably at that stage in our life where we thought we wanted to be able to do something different as well. Um, yeah. And I, I think that sort of spurred us on just a little bit more to be able to dip our toes into something different. Um, and then, yeah, it, um, we didn't have a clue about manufacturing, we didn't have a clue about patents. We, we literally was Googling everything. I mean, we, we literally wrote our first patent. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> you said you were... <laughs> literally just looking at what everybody else does and how they wrote it and how it works. And we literally was googling it going well right so we know we've got to cover this and we know we've got to cover that and and then it sort of opens a whole can of worms of actually we can't have any loopholes in this whatsoever yes sort of um when it passed the first stage we was just like is this right now have we done the right thing and then obviously we sort of looked then to get someone um we paid to have it done properly then yes um, just to make sure because you know he wasn't really 100% sure that what we'd written. I mean, he got through the first day, so I was pretty chuffed with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was very proud of you when you told me that. It's, it's just incredible, um, you know, what, what you, you achieved. And over that um, 
Now, another thing, and somebody actually picked up on it when I did uh, a bit of a promo for you uh, coming on, and I, you know, I said, well, these ladies, you know, from the kitchen table, um, they created this innovation, and I said, and they didn't have a business plan, and somebody commented, what? What? No business plan? So tell us about, um, <laughs> how did you do that without a business plan? And um, then also, you know, did, how did you get around funding? Because I, one of the things I always tell people, if you're going to start a business, you've got to think about how you're going to fund it, at least for the first 12 months. So yeah, yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We just still thought, don't. <laughs> no, we, still, we still don't have a business plan. Um, I always, I'm happy about that. Some people think that I'm a little bit crazy or that we're a little bit crazy, but to me, business plan, yes, okay, you're setting yourself goals, but what happens if you don't reach those goals? Will you go into the phase of thinking you failed? You failed at running a business because you didn't reach the goal that you think you should have by then? So to me, there's nothing wrong with setting goals. Um, it's not that it's not on paper. No. There's nothing oh, down no, on paper. Here. We <laughs> we we just we just work in a completely different way. We um we work with our own data within the company, and we work on it daily. And know where are you know? So we've got our targets, and we've got our um our end goals, and then we sort of know well is it reaching that and then we have to work back into it so it, it's an evolving working process exactly. I was, I was, it's not something that's on a piece of paper that goes this is how it started this is how it's ending yeah. it's not like that no and, and that is what and i was going to like say that. to you that is what i was going to say to you today because i i i was going to challenge you uh, that's why i brought it up to the fact that you actually did have a business plan but it's not the conventional one and you beat no. me to it <laughs> because because no. you did because you because i know you did your research i know you did your planning and all of that but you didn't write business plan and then do it <laughs> so you you had to there's absolutely nothing that you can achieve without doing what you did you did your research and you set your small goals and you achieve them yeah so yeah you did have a plan and you know uh, and you did set your small goals and everybody is different and i always tell people that as well you've got to work to what suits you there's a general framework but you've got to make it fit you otherwise it won't work and that's what you you ladies have done i think in some respects we were quite lucky because we weren't leaving a job to set up a business mm -hmm. we were both stay-at-home mums with little babies maybe that made it harder I, I i don't know um it gave us something to do outside of the housewife role i suppose it gave us a purpose mm -hmm. outside of being um you know mums and we were fans of the the mumpreneur saying at the beginning but i think you we don't like to be put in that category now you know we've, we've built our business and we did come up with an idea you, you're going back to what you said about some people could say i could sell a product but i couldn't make one i was the other way around i could make a product no problem at all but could i sell it i'm not quite sure and even now i think i'm a bit of a crap seller <laughs> oh, uh, somebody is here saying joy joy saying let's see the product let's see the product there we go there's our three different colors yes and this is the rollerball that releases the sunscreen and this is the sponge that rubs it in 
tell and us he, a story about the rollerball and the sponge <laughs> and the, that was really funny so we got to the point of okay we know the type of thing we want um where do we go to get it made so we approached a few companies um in Cumbran and we weren't welcomed let's just say if two men had turned up and said it they probably would have had time with the company and they would have sat down and discussed it but we turned up and we were pretty much laughed out of the door every time we went to meet with somebody so I thought uh, your cousin had mentioned about how universities help so I just picked up the telephone ran Cardiff University got through to a, a lovely bloke called Gareth um, not my husband somebody else and uh, he said, come down and meet with me and we'll discuss it. So we got down there and we pitched to the, ch the, well, the children, the students, that's showing my age. And <laughs> we uh, said, so we want it to be refillable. And I said, and I'd like to have a rollerball. And then Kelly said, well, I thought we were going to go with a sponge. And I said, well, I, I thought we were going to go with rollerball. <laughs> and and we, we literally had this five minute disagreement about this sponge and rollerball. And one of the students turned around and says, well, why didn't you just have both? <laughs> we were like, okay, okay, we're, we're open to, you know, we're open to seeing what you can come up with if you can incorporate both into one product. Happy days. So we both won. <laughs> we both won. And it's perfect. It's, it's re it, it was really good. And so tell us now, guys, how many countries do you export to? Uh, so we're in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, America. Uh, I can't remember. Is that it? We sell worldwide. Obviously, people can purchase anyway. I mean, we New Zealand. I think you're in New Zealand as well, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, yes. So yeah, I know more than you. <laughs> you do. You did this to us. You did this to us the last time as well. You were asking us questions and you knew the answers before we did it. You know, with my legal background, they always say never ask a question you don't know the answer to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we um we've got customers all over the world. I mean we've even sold in Japan, which is pretty pretty mental. I, I wouldn't mind getting a map and, and putting little pins in all the places that we've that we've sold but yeah we export to uh distributors in new zealand south africa australia america yes. fantastic and I, I i can i dare i ask how many you've sold so far i i think in the first three years you sold oh, oh, is it 600,000? something like that no 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 i think um 60,000? something like that something like that i don't i don't know yeah, but I, some incredible figures I saw when I did that's my about 90,000. 90,000. Yeah, I know. Oh, fantastic. We are, you know, ex excellent. So, guys, now, the next thing I, I want to ask is, now on your journey, when you started first, you, um, you, you kind of winged it, didn't you? So what kind of money? <laughs> yeah, we all got to wing it. You still are winging it? You <laughs> still are every day. <laughs> is, there, is there anything that you can say that you did then that you would say to people now, we did it this way, but I would suggest you do this other route. Or there is something that we discovered that um, I would suggest that if you want to go the route of innovation, you need to consider that. 
you know what? I'm going to say no because all of it is a pretty much all of it's a really good learning curve. So there's no right or wrong. You you do something, you figure out it wasn't the best way to go. You change your path, and you know you've learnt you've learnt a lesson. What worked for us might not work for anyone else. Mm. It's just it's just the way it goes, and that's how we've always sort of plotted on with everything we've done. That's why there isn't any sort of clear direct path in the way we're going. We literally mm. do what we do. And if we're heading down one way and it looks like it's not working, we think, right, we'll just do it this way yeah. and we'll try that. And, and we've always just kept doing that. So, yeah, yeah, we're probably not the most conventional. And I think that's probably what has, um, used to bother me the most is because I see all these like great business people and they'd have these great business plans and they know all this great knowledge about everything. And then I, I'd almost sort of feel a little bit, inferior to be around them to talk to them to think uh they're gonna think we haven't got a bloody clue what we're talking about what we're doing um do we live up to their type of business standards do we fit in their boxes and i don't care anymore really because you know what like i said what works for us works for us and yeah um, uh, i you i used to beat myself up properly about um seeing how well other people was doing and thinking well should we be doing better? Should we be doing it like this? Should we? I, I never cared. And I, and I got really <laughs> like, but it's because we didn't have any sort of business background. And, and nearly every time we've gone, we've had an award, nearly every time we've sort of been um, asked to attend something, we still sit there going, what do you want us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you> want us? <laughs> yeah. That, that's the whole imposter syndrome, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. What I wanted to say girls was that, there was a, when we spoke before, right, there was a couple of key things, I think, which you've overcome, right? Uh, one of them was obviously to get the product made. So that's something that people should be aware of. Obviously, you are great help from Cardiff University, right? So that's something obviously people can take on board that if they're thinking of anything like what you've done, then there's an avenue there. Also, I know you had a challenge with the design, the ownership of the design, wasn't you? So that's something that people also got, uh, to, be, yes. also got to be that careful was, that of, was, yeah. right? which you can obviously I'll let you explain that. And then the other thing then was obviously once you've got the product and you've got it made and you think, well, we've just created this thing. What was the next stage and how did you get it to market in terms of getting people to see it? Because at the end of the day, someone's got to see it before they buy it, haven't they? Right. Yeah, and you well, two girls walk around Cumbrand shopping center is not the only answer, is it? No. So we, we surprisingly uh, got the daily mail to thank for that. Wow. Uh, we yeah so literally five years to this to yeah, this week i think it's the i think it's the 31st of july actually mm. they ran the article wow. uh, it was in our local paper um that we had come up with this sunscreen device to help children apply sunscreen safely whilst in school great i'm at home cooking the spag ball with my kids and the phone rings and i answer the telephone and it was um the editor of the Argus saying they got a telephone call from the Daily Mail. They wanted to run the story. Did we give our permission? Uh, yes, of course. Only to wake up the following morning to see the headline, Mums Invent Sunscreen Device to Stop Child Abuse Allegations. I was absolutely mortified. I cried to my husband and I was just, I was horrified. And my husband's dad actually said to me, no publicity is bad publicity. It may have upset you, but I promise you it'll work. And it did. But yeah. this one decided to bugger off on holiday the same day. <laughs> so I'm left in an office 
writing out envelopes for thousands of orders by hand, packing them, and she's ringing me every five minutes. How's it going? I'm like, you keep interrupting me. Leave me alone. <laughs> so yeah, we, we've, um, and not many people can say that they can thank the Daily Mail, but we, we can. Yeah, we wow. can. Fantastic. Fabulous. Yes. Now, and does anybody want to ask any questions? I, I see uh, Mike Armstrong, you joined us a bit late. You missed the networking, Mike, but I know you always love to ask questions of these um, superstars that we have on our meetings. So you want to take this opportunity to introduce yourself, Mike, and then ask your question. Yeah. Hi, girls. Uh, yeah, my, name's, uh, my name is Mike Armstrong, and I help people with their sales and marketing. So um, the question I wanted to ask you then is, um, obviously, to go from the Daily Mail, increasing your orders, to then distributing around uh, different countries is a, is a big step up. How did you go about uh, doing that? Uh, so I did a lot of YouTube videos on uh, marketing, Facebook marketing. Um, we had a company doing our PR for us. It literally is through the social media. We, we did go um, onto TV and did a TV show, um, which helped a lot. We've been on TV in America a couple of times as well to plug the product. But I think they've always been picked up through the adverts that we do on our social media. I think social media presence is a massive thing, um, probably more than people realize. And, and I've literally self-taught myself how to do the advertising. Kelly does all our Amazon advertising. And this is another thing that I think um, is not your conventional business route. Everyone keeps saying, well, what, what role do you play in the business? None of us can actually put ourselves in the category of, well, I deal with marketing because I do, but then so does Kelly. Kelly does the marketing for Amazon. I do all the inventory for Amazon. I keep up on top of the inventory and our sales and our orders and the reports. So we've not got specific roles really within the, I mean, numbers, Kelly does the numbers, Kelly does the data and she will forever do, <laughs> do that side of it because no, nah, I, I really don't. I do the accounting, I do the Facebook marketing, I do our MailChimp marketing, um, I do customer services because I'm the type of person that can be really, really, really pleasant when I need to be. Um, and then I can put the phone down and say what I want because they can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, pretty much that self-taught. Um, Facebook advertising has been massive for us. Yes, we've, spent, we've spent a lot of money on it, but, um, and, but it's worked it's worked really well but if you get it right it works phenomenally but um they keep changing all the flipping algorithms all the time and uh, and it literally you've got to start all over again you have you've got to keep on top of it you you know if you if you figure out something to change you've then got to go through um i've got a fantastic contact at facebook who i can just pick the phone up and speak to and i'll say to her i've noticed that this has changed it worked great when I did the advert this time last year and now it's just not reaching the people we need to reach. Why? And she'll explain it to me and I'll tweet the advert as I need to and, and yeah, it'll pick up again and it'll... So how did it. you manage to get that contact? Because I've never been able to find a Facebook person who can be uh, accessible. When you spend the amount of money on Facebook, Bernie, that we spend on Facebook, they come running after you. Because <laughs> they want to get you to spend more. But then when they teach you what to do, you can then reduce your budget and still reach the same amount of people. You've just got to be savvy in the way that you do it. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
Brilliant. Thanks for that question, um, Mike, and thank you, thank you, ladies. Uh, now, I think I see uh, on Jay's face a question. <laughs> Unmute, Unmute yourself. yourself, Jay. There you go. In technology, don't go hand in hand, and it's Friday afternoon. Um, Lost my train of thought. I feel like it's permanently Friday afternoon. I know. March. I, know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Jay, you are you ready or you want me to you want me to ask another question? Uh, I can't remember what you ask, sorry. I completely you've you lost your train of thought. Oh I know I'm Damon good. is always a man for a question. Oh Simon wants to ask a question and then Damon I'm gonna come to you. That's all right, that's fine. Yeah, Simon? Great. Hi, ladies. Hi. I think you're brilliant. Well yeah, done. Great. Thank you, you. In, along with the, the PR side of things then, has there been anyone else that has been really helpful in pushing you or helping you in certain directions? Whether it be inspiration or funding or... Um. Uh, funding, well, you've got Gareth and Matt in Alliance here, who does all our um, marketing and things like that. They're great. Gareth's artwork is amazing. Matt's PR is amazing. Yeah. Nice little plug there for Alliance. From your last talk, um, was Hayley Parsons, did, was she involved at the beginning of things or? Yeah, she yeah. was, uh, so our first amount of funding came from my stepdad. Um, I think he was probably the only person at the very beginning who saw a spark in us that wasn't going to go out. Um, and he knew that we needed an initial amount of funding to do some things, one of which was pay for our branding and our website, which is how I met my husband. Um, and then Hayley came on board when we got to the manufacturing side of things and we needed another injection. Um, but pretty much both of them are, are quite silent investors. Um, they've trusted us enough to make our own mistakes and learn from them. Uh, when we have made the mistakes and we've decided to go in a different direction, if we needed advice, we've run them. Um, my dad uh, runs his own um, electrical business, so he does make a product. He makes electrical paneling, but it's not your sunscreen applicator. So even though he's got a little bit of knowledge in some areas, uh, the same as um, Hayley, obviously she does um, her Go Compare website, which she doesn't know anymore. It wasn't a product. It wasn't something that was physically made and sold. So whereas they've got advice in certain areas, they pretty much let us go yeah, ahead and, and yeah. do it ourselves, um, which I'm thankful for because... <laughs> I didn't want to be spoon fed. I didn't want somebody, I, I wanted us to get into the nitty gritty of the tears and the tantrums and why isn't it working for us. Brilliant. And then yeah. um, learning from it and giving each other a pat on the back when we've managed to achieve something and overcome something that we didn't necessarily think we would. Because I've got to be honest, I, I don't find this running a business lot very, um, uh, it's very stressful. <laughs> it's yeah. really, really stressful. Um, it, you know, you can be all full of smiles and go, yeah, it's all doing good. It's doing great. You know, we're this, we're that. But what's behind a lot of it is a lot of a lot of stress. And I find it really hard some days, um, especially now, this past, um, since um, being in lockdown, 
um, trying to juggle everything the, the, and analyzing absolutely everything on whether it's going right, why it's not going right, will it go right, is it going to work, is it not going to work, you're up there, you're down there and you're thinking, oh my god, yes, we've cracked it, we've done it and then you're back down there again and, and it literally fries my brain all the time. I think it's, I think she's just missing me, I think she's just yeah. missing me. Ladies, you should be, you should be very proud of yourselves. You yeah, know, done really yeah. well. Um, exactly. I know it's just going to go up and up and up. So well done. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so you said something just now, Kelly, uh, and thank you for the, for that question, Simon. But Kelly, you said something about um, no, no, no. It wasn't Kelly. It was Laura saying that in the beginning when you when Daily Mail um came through for you, uh, Kelly was going off on holiday. No. My question is now, since the business has um, been going, have you guys had a chance to actually be back on holidays and get your holidays in? Yeah, we, we, we do it. We do, we do go away once, okay. once a year. Um, this year, as awful as it sounds, this year has probably been a bit of a blessing with the whole COVID thing because we've got the same week to go away and we're not supposed to do it. And we didn't liaise with each other and we ended up booking the same week away. So I have no idea who would have run the business while we were new. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do go. The first, um, I'd say the first three years, maybe four years, we would go and we'd still answer phone calls and we'd still reply to emails. And uh, I think it was last year was the first year that we but another the year before, sorry, was the first year that we said, no, I'm going on holiday, it's all up to you. Yeah. And then when I went away, Kelly said, I'm going on holiday, it's all up to you. But then last year, um, it was quite funny because I was sat in a lovely five-star hotel next to a pool drinking a gin and tonic and my phone started ringing. And it was Kelly. And she said, there's something wrong with our Amazon listing. What do I do? Yeah. So I'm sat next to the pool in Turkey, you know, fixing the troubles on Amazon. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that needed to be done. It, it, was, yeah. it was detrimental at the time. It needed to be fixed. But usually we go away, we switch off and we enjoy ourselves. But we didn't think it. Brilliant. Fabulous. Oh, nice question. Yeah, Damien? Hi, hi, girls. I was, I was looking at your product, thinking actually it could be used in the care sector as well. So, have you um, looked at that as a market? Well, I think when we were so um, we had such tunnel vision with the applicator being used for um, for sunscreen and actually trying to get that pushed out we concentrate and, and we still actually do we sort of put everything into just trying to get like that one going in that sort of sector but um again i think it's opened our eyes a lot to um the different sort of markets that's out there because at the end of the day it's literally a universal applicator it's a tool so regardless what gets put in it it's still a tool um and that as we've sort of had our eyes open to um, people with um, autism and disabilities um, because of the sensory touch and things like that. So it sort of falls into that sector. There's um, people that have used it on their horses. Yeah, um, true. That's true. <laughs> on their sheep. On their sheep. When they, when, when, when they show their sheep, they use it to paint their sheep's face. 
before they go and show them in like the Royal Welsh, which is mm. when they bought it, which yeah, we definitely didn't set out to sell it for that reason. I can assure wow. you. <laughs> Physiotherapy, nice tool for massaging and releasing the yeah. um, the oils, the oils and the whatnots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Why not? Fabulous. Not... Join and, and then I'm gonna ask. Sorry. I'd be interested to have a conversation about the care market with you. So my details are in the chat. So please get in touch. Awesome. Yeah, not a problem. That sounds good. Thanks. Right. Thank you. I'm going to go to Joy. Then I'm going to go to um, Teen, uh, Anita after, if that's okay. Right. So questions. Joy. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay. Hi, girls. Hello. Um, Hi. I, I think you're fab. I really do. And you give me hope for doing something myself because I, I'm the same mind as you. I'm just, you know, I just haven't got that um, business acumen. I have when, I've, when, I've got, when I'm doing it for someone else, but for myself, I completely just think I'm not good enough, you know? Um, and um, I think it's brilliant what you've, what you've done. How many units have you sold, do you know? I think it's about 90, 000, 90 to 100,000 units. Oh, you said earlier, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. And do you know how many you're going to sell this year? Will it be more or? We're um, hoping for a million, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Never well, say it's, never. It's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Um, it we, we're so seasonal anyway, and then due to COVID, um, it, our distribution channels just closed down really, really quickly. So all our um, distributors was not purchasing. They were, nobody was making them bigger purchases that they used to. And they were all like penny pinching anyway. Just to, but then the online sales sort of started up. And um, but because nobody was going away on holidays anymore, um, and then it was trying to retarget. Well, you're still in your backyard, or you you know you still need to sort of you know still look after yourselves as well. So yeah. we've tried. Um, we know this year is probably nowhere going to be nowhere near the the way we expected it to be. Um, but you know, if we get through it, I'll still be smiling. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's just, just about us getting through it and um, and looking at unique ways to do that. And, yeah. and like what you're doing now, coming out and sharing your expertise and encouraging the marketplace is, is tremendous. I don't want you to in any way underestimate the value of what you're doing today. And you're going to have to come back at 11 o'clock another time for <laughs> a, a larger audience. But definitely the podcast will be going out so people can really get a chance to learn from both of you. you I, I really, I, I still can't get used to you saying expertise Bernie I, I have no idea <laughs> why you think that we're experts seriously <laughs> but you know that's what I tell people all the time the thing that you do so easily that you discount and think well nothing of it that you hear other people revering that's your money maker so that's what you're in you're right in your sweet spot with your money maker because you think it's no big thing you're doing it almost like you think it's, it's nothing but hey Hang on, keep doing it. It's your money maker. Right. Now, right. Did yeah. you hear that? You know, when you laughed about these two girls who want to try and make money from selling plastic bottles? <laughs> They're now classed as experts, okay? <laughs> exactly. Experts. Right. It's about the branding, that's what, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> from one expert to the other. Yes. Yes. Yeah, fabulous. Right. So, Anita, uh, would you like to? 
asking a question? Hello ladies, so obviously Hi. you've got, you had little ones when you started out. Um, I've got two boys um, and the eldest, he's eight, and very interested in the business because obviously we're showing them the way, we're showing them entrepreneurial ways. He still thinks he's going to make his millions on Instagram and who am I to tell him otherwise. Um, but how do, do you involve the children and if so, how do you let them feel like they're a part of it? I'm not quite sure we should answer that because it's slave labour and we don't pay them. <laughs> Fine, so I turn the recording off. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my house looks like a sweatshop. Because our kids have been involved so long um, and, and at, at the beginning it was, um, it was novelty, they loved it. Um, and now it's like, come and, come and help and it's like, no. But I think it does open their eyes to sort of um, like learning new skills and understanding just the amount of work that goes into everything you're doing and to try and appreciate everything that you're doing because at the end of the day you're doing it for a better family, a better life for you, you know, bringing, I mean, my, my little boy, um, he literally, um, he was my little son, safe Africa, he would go to school and he'd have his buddy and he'd have his hat on and He'd be having his water bottle, and I'd be like, "That's my boy." <laughs> Teaching them all how to do it. Poster boy. Um, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's been it's so so. My little boy is the poster boy. Oh. And there's Harry, who's Kelly's little boy, who was the one that would show all the kids in school. All right. And, and our children were in our adverts, and I've just been told over the last. I haven't actually told Kelly this just been told over the last couple of days that my son no longer wants to be the post boy for solar buddies <laughs> because it's embarrassing no he's getting to the he, cool stage he was he was four i think on there maybe coming at five and he was adorable and it was literally a poop shot mm. that, that the guy yeah. took and then he saw one of the booklets on my sofa the other day and he was like are they still being sent to people and i said yeah thinking he was going to be like, yeah, that's awesome. And he went, well, no more, please, because it's really embarrassing. <laughs> I, I, what are you supposed to do? You know, it's, it's one of those things where they won't smile for the camera anymore. You know, like you just said, unless Instagram is involved, they're, they're not really interested. So yeah. Perhaps she's just given a small royalty. <laughs> yeah. I think he has enough in the form of uh, rewards when it comes to... Uh, no, we've had enough royalties, I think. I think they all have really, haven't they? They all want to be gamers. They want to be gamers. Yeah. They don't want to sell our product for us. Oh, <laughs> no. No. Well, yeah, we, we, we did try. Well, we at the beginning, like Kelly said, they were very much involved. They were very much involved. We didn't have staff at the time to do all our packing and assembly. So we did, you know, you, we used to make it fun for the kids. We'd slip them a pound every now and again. <laughs> um, or we'd buy them a new game. I'll say, wrap these up and I'll, you, and I'll make you your tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, they were sat there looking all emaciated because they hadn't been fed for weeks. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, but again, yeah, the novelty sort of worn off now. My, my stepdaughter will sit there and help, I think, more than any of the others because she actually finds it quite interesting. She will ask questions now and again. I'll start going into great detail and then she'll say, I'm going on my scooter. So, yeah. you know, they, they, they ask questions. When you start getting a bit too involved, they get bored. Yeah. It's trip feeding in though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. I don't think we realise as parents how much they're actually picking up. 
Mm. Um, it'll like, come out later on, won't it? Will. Do you know, yeah. all your... then they'll say, oh. They just, they're seeing there's so many other options, aren't they, already, which is just perfect. And they're also seeing that it isn't the easy option. No, yeah. it's not. And I think that the, I mean, there's been a lot of highlights and there's been a lot of amazing moments since we started. But I think the moment that my stomach really, you know, flicked was when my oldest rang me. She was about 14 or 15 and she was walking through Pontypool um, Market and there was all newspapers on the side. And there was the headline, um, some sort it wasn't oh, Cumbram, it was, it, it was something about mum's uh, invent sunscreen applicator and it's now sold in Kate Middleton's favourite shop. Ah. And rang me and she was like, You've made oh, it! You made it on the same page as Kate Middleton, I'm so proud <laughs> of you. And I was like, oh my God, that's just the best thing ever. For your child to tell you that they're proud of something that you Yeah, yeah just the most amazing thing it, it is amazing i mean don't get me wrong i don't know if kate middleton's got one <laughs> i'd like to think she has and the one stand outside buckingham palace and, and do what lad they get arrested Anita, you were saying about um, opening their eyes, though, to um, different avenues of work and things like that. Uh, I think that's probably what I love the most about it. And we've gone into a couple of schools as well. And it, the whole stigma of um, the, the jobs for girls and the jobs for boys and, and just where they can go, what they can do in university and things like that. When I was in school, I, I literally never had any of the opportunities pushed in front of us to understand no. where we could do, you know, what we could do. Who would have thought product design would have been something, you know, we would have been all right with. And looking back, if I had had my time again, I probably would have been all over that. Um, uh, but it's just nice to go in and, and talk to them and just sort of open their eyes that you don't have to go down the conventional route of being a hairdresser or being a beautician. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there are different avenues that they can, you know, they can go and they can do. And setting up your own business is definitely one of them and having the ideas and if it didn't work try again mm. yeah. yeah well and that's the key lesson isn't why, it why yeah. not? you might not get it right the first time mm. fabulous so tina my our great and wonderful uh intern do you want to ask a question my love um yeah i wanted to know how you managed to keep on going even when things didn't always seem to be going okay um, first of all, you cry. Then you, then, you, then you bring you bring Kelly, and then you both cry at the same time. <laughs> then one of you turns around and says, "For God's sake, pull yourself Man. together." <laughs> uh, usually involves drinking a bottle of wine that night, and then going out the next day and thinking, "It will not beat me. It yeah. will not beat me. It will not beat us." And I think the good thing is every single time one of us has had one of those dang moments the other person isn't in the same frame of mind mm. so if, if kelly's having a, a down moment i'm like for god's sake girl put yourself together yeah, and, the other, and it's the other way around so i think a lot of people told us when we first started uh going into partnership with somebody is a big mistake i'll give you a year we're now on year six and i cannot imagine not doing this with kelly every single day and we sat down and had a very frank conversation when we first started the business and we said if we ever get to the point where we feel the business is affecting our friendship we will stop and i think that we're both 
still on the same page. Unless someone offered us 10 million and then I bugger her off. <laughs> I, I love her. I love her really. I wouldn't. It oh. is hard. I mean, I don't know what you think of it. I don't know how you... No, same. Yeah, I, 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 I always, I find it hard. I, I love it. I, I, I get very emotional about it. And then I'm like flying with it. And then it's just like, yeah, I just never thought we'd be where we are now. And like Laura's a lot more sort of optimistic about yeah. things. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person my glass is always full. Never half full, it's always full. I'm always worried, I'm the worrier and I'm always thinking more, more a bit more cautious and thinking. Mm. Like, I, I do worry, way. I do worry, I just don't tell Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I told Kelly, then we would It's all over. <laughs> yeah, so I just moan yeah. to poor Gareth, bless him, when I get home and he's like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> Um, you were there five years ago. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, there five years ago. Five, five years ago, yeah. Same, yeah. As, same as me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you, what, one thing I just wondered, girls, was like, I know 90,000 bottles is a lot of bottles, right? You know, a lot of applicators, right? But the potential, as you obviously know, it could be the millions, couldn't it, right? Mm. Worldwide, right? So have you ever thought about, you know, looking... To sort of take that next step into that sort of you know you're talking a serious amount of, of stuff then aren't you you know where there's obviously more people involved and stuff like that even like we see for example on dragon's den you know people like you have started a business doing really well but want to really then take it to the next level because the product is so good that it should be shared with millions rather than hundreds of thousands that you could go on something like, you know, or have you thought of that, going on something like that, where somebody then would just say, well, we could take this to you, to an, uh, you know, to another level. Is that something you've ever considered, or is it? To be honest with you, um, we've been invited onto Dragon's Den, and we very kindly declined, for our own reasons, in, in the respect of, we've been approached by Boots every single year for the first four years of us selling. Um, and every single year, they would say the same thing. They only wanted a small amount of quantities. They wanted to buy it off us where we wouldn't make a profit. They wanted to brand it with their own product, um, Sultan. And most people were calling us mental because we didn't go with it. But when you're running a business and the purpose of your business is to not only provide for your family, but to give you a um, reason to get up every morning apart from being a mum, you're not just going to hand it over and say, do what you want with it. Um, however, that was four years ago, and we had a conversation the other day, and um, we're, we're happy now to let go of the reins a little bit. Not too much. Um, we're not at the point where we're happy to let people have it, you know, for next to nothing and for all their brands and all over it. But we're more than happy now to go into a partnership with somebody. I think it, we we know we we um we want to we want a different avenue now. Yeah. We've we've grown it to where we think we 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 can here, but we know we just need to spill over into something different now. Yeah, and, and we've had a, you know uh, like recently in America. I think America is probably going to be our um our biggest um, bet, I think, to, to make it even better for us. We, we had a very small um, t 
tip of the iceberg of like a taster of what that could be like with an influencer. She yeah. literally posted something and it cleared out our Amazon within an hour. Um, and we can't, couldn't even keep up and we couldn't replenish it. Yeah. And it, it scares us to the point of thinking, well, we're not prepared. Yeah. What happens if this did grow to a, a, a you know, a bigger scale again? How, how do we, how do we manage this? Um, and now comes in a whole new, not business plan, no, but a whole yeah. new plan of looking at something of exactly uh, how do we do this? Yeah, and do this without um, without it sort of going wrong. But yes. yeah. that's, that's the bit that's always got me. We've got, I, I feel like we've got a really, really great product, but we, we, we're climbing, but we're just there, and it just doesn't want to, we just need it to spill over and. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, the, you have to upscale everything in your production, distribution, everything. You know, the whole yeah. thing has to change yeah. on, a, on a gigantic scale then. Yeah, and I think just the two of us and our kids, we're not going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they can't no, wrap no, them and pack them no, quick no, enough. No, no, <laughs> brilliant. Right, guys, well, we uh, thank you so much, uh, Kelly and Laura. And thank you guys who are, who have um, come on, you know, at the later time today. But, but before you go, ladies, is there any uh, thing that you would like to leave us with as a last, uh, I would say, um, word of encouragement? One takeaway, you think, if they only, if they remember one thing from us, we would like it to be this. What would you like to leave us with to remember? Well. I know we always say it, we always say it to everybody that we come across. And obviously, you know, you run your own businesses already and you, you know out the difficulties and stuff, but never make, a, never make a rash decision until you slept on it. Because I think sleeping on something and then waking up the next day, you look at it in a completely different perspective. And if you've got somebody there that will support you, I mean, we're both very lucky. Our partners are really supportive and we can moan to each other. Um, you can do anything. Anything can be done as long as you focus your mind to it 100%. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it doesn't matter if you fail. Really? That's really good. Sleep on it. That is so true because sometimes, as you say, in the heat of the moment, you make a decision which you would really like to take back but it's a bit yeah. too late yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. good, that's good well, all, i mean and i think everybody's been in it in that position whether it's you know in a personal way in a personal life in a business perspective in a, in a job you know sometimes you can leave work one day and think i'm, I'm gonna quit tomorrow and then you wake up the next day and you think oh for god's sake i'm so glad i didn't do that yesterday because i'd be without a job now i think sleeping on something is always a good thing and do you know what if you wake up the next day and you still feel like it and maybe that is the right choice to you, you yes. know, for you. Yeah. But never be afraid. That's, that's another thing we always say. Never be afraid of failing at something. It just means that you've got to then take a different avenue to get there. And that's fine. It mm -hmm. might take you a little bit longer, but that time is going to pass anyway. So just keep trying. This episode was brought to you by Intrabiz Swansea and West Wales. Further episodes are available on our website, which is www.intrabizwestwales.co.uk. Thank you for listening.